Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Meet Dr. Jane Oppenheim. Dr. Oppenheim is a woman of influence in STEM and the science of skin rejuvenation. The scientific and operations director of Ego Pharmaceuticals, she leads a team of 280, and for more than three decades, she's led the development of dermatological products. Most recently, she is the brains behind the launch of the Elucent range of active skincare products with a no BS, just science approach to beauty. This episode features Dr. Jane Oppenheim's expert advice on the gold standard ingredients that are clinically proven to deliver results. Influenced from a young age by the greats in the cosmetic industry, such as Estee Lauder, Elizabeth Arden, Dr. Oppenheim pushes past the hype and false promises in the industry, which is often characterized by lofty claims. Having researched and developed skincare for over three decades, she shares the products she is most proud of having created, what she considers essential for the Australian skin, and what we can easily incorporate into our skin routines without overextending our budget. I love this episode because she is a truly passionate expert about affordable and clinically proven solutions, and she has some great insider expertise that's worth knowing. I hope you enjoyed this episode in partnership with Elucent Skincare. Today is a wonderful day because I'm delighted to bring Dr. Jane Oppenheim to Ageless by Rescue podcast. Dr. Jane and I met at an event, I want to say, early in the year, and she was one of the rare breeds of scientist and doctor and expert that you heard speak, but you also related with as a woman, as someone who was interested in looking good. And I was delighted when you accepted my invitation, Dr. Oppenheim. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Baha. And it's so lovely to be here. It's so lovely to see somebody working so hard to communicate in the importance of skincare to a range of age groups and uh, helping people look their best um, all through their life. And I think you're doing a wonderful job. So thank you. High praise by someone I really admire. Uh, Dr. Jane, as a mother of a daughter and as a woman whose father is a scientist, I'd love to explore a little bit about your background in STEM and how you came into the cosmetic industry. It wasn't your first choice, was it? Well, I'm not sure. Um, in actual fact, when I think about my life and, and I go back um, in time, one of the things that really affected me was I watched a, um, a television documentary uh, when I was about nine or ten and it talked about the three beauty queens at the time, which was Helena Rubinstein, Elizabeth Arden and uh, Estee Lauder. And I remember it, this documentary tracked um, their progress and, and and they each developed, you know, their own companies and um, were very successful in personal care. And they were successful because they really helped people. Um, and I remember looking at and thinking, wow, isn't that impressive? You know, look at what these women have done. You know, they've really provided a service to the community, but also, you know, they've They've become very successful. And I think that that really affected me back then and it really encouraged me um, to go on and think about 
what I could do to be helpful to the community. My parents were always encouraging me, as a lot of parents do, um, to study STEM because, you know, they thought that there was more job opportunities. So I really got on um, to the job of being a student and, and doing all that sort of thing, and I did a science degree. And then I was very lucky um, to meet my husband in university um, whose um, family had started Ego Pharmaceuticals. And I think, you know, that the, the two things tweaked that, you know, perhaps the I could be The confluence of fate yeah. and passion. I love this. Yeah. It's a love story. And so it, it worked out really well for me. I had a genuine interest in personal care um, and really making a difference, really putting products out there that were scientifically credible um, and that were really valuable to the community. And I just had a feeling that that was the way to success, um, to really make products that people want to use and need to use. And uh, I think Ego's done a terrific job of doing that, um, particularly, you know, with the development of the Elucent range. So, yes, in the meantime, I went on and I did a PhD and I worked in immunology um, at um, WeHi or the Walter and Eliza Hall Institute, and that really helped me. It gave me a very good grounding in science um, and, you know, what questions to ask and, you know, how the scientific process is conducted. Um, and immunology, of course, is really important to understanding the skin. Um, so all of that was really valuable, um, but it really helped me um, move on towards what I really wanted to do, and that was to, you know, really develop skincare products. Mm. Well, we're delighted to um, have someone as esteemed as you on the show because one of the things that I like to do with HS by Rescue podcast is to bring people who are behind the brands and behind the science that is pushing forward um, developments and innovation. And one of the things that I really respect about what you've done is the egalitarian approach that you've taken because one of the things that is really apparent is that, uh, you know, we talk about skincare and we talk about cosmeceuticals. And I'll ask you in a moment to differentiate between uh, the two. But the thing that, you know, is is obvious for any man or woman who, who's looking for skincare is that the ingredients um, and the efficacy and the potency often is reflected in the expense and the rarity and the, uh, you know, perhaps how how pre uh, prevalent it is in the market. And then with the Lucent, you were able to develop a brand that's literally available at Chemist Warehouse. It's affordable to anyone. And I like your tagline, no BS, just science. So it's it's beautiful. Yeah, no, no, it is. And that's right. The, the Lucent products are truly, um, you know, made to be effective. They, they really contain um, the optimum level of active ingredients to have the best effect on the skin and yet they truly are very affordable um and how did you do that dr oppenheim how, how do you i mean you know uh, i i'm in the world of uh, marketing and science i i my background is actually in the estee lauder group of companies so i understand you know the dream um, and i was an importer of cosmetic brands i imported 36 different brands to the australian market many of which have been bought out for hundreds of millions of dollars since and i understand on what on the one level having been to the factories having been to the laboratories it's really hard to find high performance ingredients 
And there's a cost for that. And ultimately the consumer has to pay the cost for that. How have you been able to harness the power of cosmeceutical grade efficacy and then made, made it available at, you know, uh, a price point that is really affordable? Well, I, I, I think it's, it's really a matter of where you're putting your priority. You know, we're really trying to bring out products that, People can use, people can, you know, that that make their skin, uh, well, protect their skin firstly, protect their skin from the sun, protect their skin from ageing. And I think we're really focused on doing the best job that we possibly can. A lot of um, the work that we put into the product, of course, is really understanding the science, um, really understanding the active ingredients and what level of active ingredients needs to go into the product to have the scientific effect um, of that ingredient. The other thing we work really, really hard on is to make sure the products are nice to use. That I do, that I do absolutely agree with you. Compliance yeah. is is 90% of the battle. That, if they're not using right. it because they don't enjoy it, then they're not going to get effect of anything. That's right. Yeah, so it's really, you know, making sure you've got the right science and making sure you've put it in the right product at the right level and making sure the product is pleasant to use. And then we hope that a range of people will be able to use those products. Um, so, the, yeah, it, it, it's, it's we sell through pharmacy because we believe that that's where people can get advice for their skin. Um, and we, you know, we just aim at, at getting more people using the product rather than a select few uh, people using the product. Um, so that, that's our philosophy. Can we talk ingredients, please, Dr Oppenheim? What in your field of study and, and what in your clinical reviews uh, of all the ingredients that are available, what is the gold standard Four or five key things that we should be looking for in skincare, whether it's your skincare or any other skincare. If you were to give us our readers and listeners advice, what what would it be? Well, the first one, of course, is the alpha hydroxy acids. The alpha hydroxy acids are just so important to anti aging skincare products. What they do is that they penetrate into the skin. And they actually dissolve what's called the desmosomes, which is the linkages between the dead skin cells. And that means that the dead skin cells are free to float to the surface and slough off the surface. And that leaves the skin at, uh, much more viable, much more fresh, um, which, you know, produces a, a, a more moisturised, more flexible, more resilient um, skin layer. So you want to take the dead skin cells off the skin, leaving the viable skin cells behind. And the, the alpha hydroxy acids do that. We use a mixture of alpha hydroxy acids um, and we make sure that the pH of the products are ensuring that the products work to the best of their um, the, the best effect that you can get for that level of alpha hydroxy acid. So that's really important, really knowing the science, making sure the science is right um, in, in the product. Now, alpha hydroxy acids, because they're active ingredients, can cause irritation on the skin. Um, and so you have to introduce them very gently. The um, elucent range comes in a range of um, strengths of alpha hydroxy 
hydroxyacid cyanotype yeah. Yeah. 2%, um, such as the cleanser, and we go up to 16% in the serum. So when you're introducing um, the using the uh, elucid products or, in fact, any products that contain alpha hydroxyacids, you need to be careful. Um, buying the, um, for instance, starting off with the cleanser, and just using the cleanser at 2% and then working up um, to using the night cream. And if you've got sensitive skin, introducing it so that perhaps you use it one day and then your regular moisturiser like the QB night cream um, on the other day until you get used to that other hydroxy acids. And you do over time get used to it. And after you've introduced all the products, you can get to the stage um, like I do, where you can, in fact, use the serum, say, once a month um, so that you can have a really penetrating effect that's sort of like really, you know, takes the last of those skin cells away, leaving you with much fresher skin. So, so the you're almost has- using the alpha-hydroxy serum as a treatment mask when you yes, first start. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's right. Almost so you, like a you, peel if you were to go to yeah. a salon and they would give you an AHA peel, you can actually get the same effect by buying a high but yeah. balanced formula serum and then introducing that once a month initially yeah. and then building up to that. I get it. That's right. So you, you, the the more sensitive your skin is, the more slowly you should start. And if you're having no problems, then certainly move to using them. And the more often you can use them, um, the more you will be, um, you know, taking the dead skin's layer off and and asking the skin to regenerate from the bottom. Um, and that that just makes the skin look much nicer, much fresher. Um, it evens out pigmentation um, and uh, just gives that dewy hydrated um, effect that you want on the skin. So the alpha hydroxy acids, they're the workhorse. Gotcha. So that's a, number one. Yeah, number one. There's a number of other ingredients in the elucent range that are very, very important. The next most important um, ingredient, which is the the real um, uh, uh, what's the hero ingredient to the dermatologists, is the niacinamide. Yes, now, haven't we heard a lot about that? Let's break yeah, it down. What is it? What does it do and why do we need it? Well, niacinamide um, in particular is um, a real hero, particularly in Australia, because it's actually been a dermatologist um, in Sydney. Um, her name was Dr. Diana Damien, who did a lot of the research in niacinamide, and she showed that niacinamide, which is a vitamin B, um, has a um, an effect of reducing immunosuppression um, and moisturising and um, evening out the skin tone um, and a whole range of really great effects on the skin. So we've in- introduced niacinamide as um, a hero ingredient um, in our uh, Elucent uh, products and also in the Elucent Eventone products. Um, so a really, really important ingredient. We also use vitamin E, uh, which is just a terrific moisturiser. Um, and uh, we also have the, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to um, pronounce the name, avamides. Um, and those ingredients work to suppress irritation um, on the skin as well. 
Um, so there's a range of really fantastic ingredients um, in all the elucent products and uh, also in the even-toned products um, that help do the same thing, just, um, you know, bring the, um, the new skin cells um, forward and up to the surface of the skin and moisturise the skin and allow the skin to get a resilience um, through that moisturisation. Dr Oppenheim, what are your views as a scientist and I guess as a formulator on single ingredient products that have become all the rage in the market? You know, you can just get the AHA, you can just get the niacinamide, you can just get the vitamin C. Um, how do you feel about that when you're creating a formulation? Is there is there a, a reason you would go down that path or is there a reason that you try to combine ingredients in your formulation? Well, we're trying to find the best mix of ingredients uh, for people uh, so that, you know, um, if you've got the AHAs, you're counteracting the irritant effect by also putting in the avamide um, to reduce the irritation. Uh, we're also, you know, putting in the vitamin um, E and also the niacinamide um, helps moisturise the skin and that helps uh, reduce the irritant effect. So we find the combination of these active ingredients may, makes the products um, both more effective but also more usable, more more tolerable uh, to a lot of people. Um, so I, I suspect the single ingredient products allows you to make your own products um, and make your own regime. Um, but what we're doing is looking at the science and saying, what, what do a broad number of people need in their products um, to get the effect? Now, one of the things that you're big on, and, and I'd love, you touched on it before, you said you have an even tone range. So absolutely, definitely the number one concern for this market is pigmentation and sun damage. So I assume that the even tone range is really squarely addressing uh, the issues of hyperpigmentation, skin unevenness. And um, so I'd love you to talk about that and why you developed an entire range just to address. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the question. Well, the, the even tone range is, is to really help even out the pigmentation, which just sort of brightens the skin. Um, and so, you know, what the science says is that if you can slough off the dead cells and if you can generate new cells um, within the skin, then the um, melanin um, becomes more evenly spread over the skin. Um, so just that sloughing off of the dead skin cells, you know, generates the new cells coming up and you get that brightening effect on the skin. So once again, alpha hydroxy acids are the base um, but also the other ingredients like uh, the niacinamide and the vitamin E, they all help to, um, you know, um, make the skin resilient by, by making it moisturised and supple. The other thing, of course, that's very, very important um, is to protect the skin from the sun. Um, and therefore, the day, um, the elucent 
um, anti-aging day cream or the elucent even-toned day cream. This is my this favourite product from the range, by the way. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. it's I my favourite. Easily. Yeah. It's so nice. It's not sticky. It's great under makeup. Yeah. You don't even think And about it's it. a great SPF 30 product. So I put it on my daughter really, as well. She loves it. Yeah. She doesn't get that horrible sticky feeling. Yeah, really, really good protection in a really cosmetically elegant product. Um, and while you're protecting yourself from the sun, you're also getting the advantages of the anti-aging um, effect on the skin. Um, so just a terrific product to have. Dr. Uppenheim, can I ask you, what is your, how old are you if you don't mind me asking? You have such beautiful skin. Yeah, I'm I'm 60. <laughs> well, you have gorgeous skin and you've obviously taken impeccable care of it because your skin has a perfectly even tone. And uh, I've met you, so I can report that, you know, your pores are invisible. You have beautiful even tone and it looks really soft and supple. What do you do to look after your skin and what do you recommend are the steps that are necessary and what do you, in your scientific uh, recommendation, think is a waste of time? Oh, well, uh, my my skin regime is, as you can see, um, a lucent. You know, I I use all the lucent products all the time. I I start off with the cleanser. Um, I use the uh, lucent day cream every day. I never go into the sun without sunscreen. Of course, in summer, whenever I'm outside, I try to wear a hat um, and cover my skin as well. Um, I use the Elucent Night Cream. I use the Elucent Eye Cream. Um, and Do you believe uh, in eye cream? Do, um, you've obviously made one because you believe in it, but tell me why you recommend eye cream because I get this question all the time. Can I use my moisturiser under my eyes? Is it really very different? Why would you pay so much for a little bit of cream when you can get this much cream? Tell us, please. Well, a couple of reasons. The, the eye cream has been made specifically for the eye area. And um, what we have done with the product is that we have made it so that it's it's um, very soft and very gentle. Um, so you can put it around the crepey skin of the eye and, and not cause any trauma uh, to that skin. Um, so you can in, cause trauma if you're using the wrong products? Well, if, if, if the, the product drags, you know, I don't think that it's very nice to use around the eye. Um, the other thing that we've done is that we've used the ingredients um, that are ideal for moisturising um, the skin around the eye, and we've tested the product in ophthalmological testing um, okay. to ensure that it's suitable for use around the eye. So those are the, the things that I think that you should really be looking for um, in your eye product. Um, so, yes, I think that it justifies having a special product for around the eye um, just just to protect that that very sensitive skin. But, um, what products do I think are, are not um, valuable? I, I don't see the value of toners. I think that that's um, I, if you use a good cleanser, um, I think that that's enough. I, I, I don't see the value of, of um, the, I think the toner is to make the pores look smaller, um, but it's a very um, temporary effect. Um, and I think if you've cleansed your face with a, um, a good cleanser, uh, like the uh, Elucent cleanser, or in fact, any of the QB cleansers, I, I think that that's enough. 
I, I don't see the value of a toner. Uh, I think that goes against the traditional cosmetic uh, philosophy, but uh, that's just my but Probably view. with the uh, onset of the development of, as you were saying, AHAs and BHAs, you're already causing that um, chemical exfoliation process. And I think yes. one of the reasons that we had toners before, and I think there was very much a place for them in the past, is the ingredients in the skincare didn't allow for any exfoliation. And it wasn't until the AHA and the BHA technology was introduced that we were getting enough sloughing of the dead skin cells, bringing them up to the surface. So you had to do something like exfoliate with, you know, manual scrubs or mitts or yeah. uh, brushes or the toner. Yeah. So yeah. I agree, a more a sophisticated formula gives way to having you can eliminate one or two products do you have yeah. face masks do you do face masks do you like facials do you believe in them yeah I do um and when I go to a facial I take my own products I um them. and um I, I I'm generous to the um the cos cosmetic uh, lady and um, I pay the same but I insist on using my own products I um, <laughs> the um so we do have a face mask um, in the uh, QV range. Um, so I use the face mask about once a month um, and uh, also a, a light scrub um, is nice to use every now and then too. And How uh, often would you recommend it? Because, again, I, I marvel at your beautiful skin quality and I think, gosh, I hope my skin looks that yeah. smooth and luminous. Certainly uh, the QV um, uh, purifying um, scrub um, you can use every day if you wanted to. There would be no problems because it's in such a moisturising base. Um, I, I tend to use it less often than that. I might use it a couple of times a week. Um, but that's uh, I'm, I'm just busy and um I guess everybody has their own sort of routine. Um, and a face mask is something that I would um, put on when I go to the beautician. Um, so that would probably be uh, once every couple of months or so. But certainly there's no reason not to do it more often than that if you'd like to. Mm. Can I ask you about um, antioxidants, um, whether topical or ingestible? Um, again, from a scientific perspective, perspective could you explain to us what they are and do you have antioxidant ingredients in your skincare ranges well um i believe that vitamin c uh, acts as an antioxidant um and really what they're doing is they're just absorbing free radicals um, that could cause damage in the skin and i think it's the same i think that if you're taking antioxidants into the body um, what you're doing is hoping that they're absorbing um, the free radicals um, that are likely to cause cell damage. Um, so, yeah, that's um, – I, I can't comment on systemically. I, I don't know um, how effective they are. Um, yeah, and, um, yeah, I, I think that's the, the – that, that, that's the reason you incorporate them, that you're just trying to absorb – um, anything that's likely to cause damage um, to the cells. Let me ask you about um, manu the manufacturing process. Uh, and again, going back to the fact that, you know, you've managed to launch a Lucent into a, a very skincare oriented market, a, a very uh, 
difficult market in that, you know, our rules and regulations are quite stringent and, and yet you've won so many awards and you've been regarded as, you know, a, a hugely innovative laboratory for skincare. What do you think is the most important innovation of the past, uh, say, 10 years in skincare technology? And my second part of the question is, what are you excited about going into the future that you're seeing and um, and playing with at the moment in your laboratory? Well, I I do think um, alpha hydroxy acids um, are really really important. I I think they have been around for twenty years, um, but uh, you're allowed to use them uh, without prescription, and they're very effective. Um, and uh, so I, I think that that's wonderful. Uh, I think that the niacinamide has been a more recent innovation, and I, I love to follow the science of these ingredients. What I think is really important is you stick to the scientific claims that you're able to make. I think the no BS, no BS, <laughs> no BS. That's right. That the 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 products have to be under underpinned by science. That the products have to do what they say they do. The ingredients have to be at the active ingredient level that is supported by the science. I think that that's really really important. And then in addition to that, it's really important that the products themselves are tested. And this is one okay. thing that. I think it's um, people are often surprised um, that, you know, um, that they think that all products are tested. Um, but if you look into it and you look into um, the information those companies are giving, that the, the, the testing hasn't necessarily been done on that product. And um, what is and it? I How can a consumer know any of this? You know, are we going in with blind faith when we're spending money or when we're choosing products? Because as you were saying, you said something really interesting earlier and I didn't want to interrupt you, but we shouldn't be formulating our own cosmetics on our face, like uh, 10% of this and 15% efficacy of that and uh, adding it all together when we don't have the background. So those single ingredient stories that could potentially be a road to irritation and, you know, and hell for the skin. So how do we know if... I, I think you've got to read the literature, you know, and I would certainly encourage people um, to read our brochures and, and read um, the information that comes with the products um, and and just ask the questions, look for the references um, that are in in... On, on those products, uh, just to make sure that, you know, the, the testing has been done on those specific products, not on the ingredient generally. Well, you know, it's all very well. Ah, got nice you. Yes, not tested. just the ingredient clinicals, but rather yeah. the product clinicals are also yes. important. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Can I ask you, how long does it take for you to, from concept to bringing product to market? I'm, I, I've always wanted to know this. Look, it, um, we've um, got a new range uh, that's coming out. I can't tell you very much about that um, in February, and we're very excited about that range. Um, but we have done it as absolutely quickly as we possibly can, and it's taken us a little over two years. Um, so to do um, the formulation and the testing and the claim substantiation 
um, it takes a, a reasonable amount of time. Um, the other thing we do extensively is stability trials. Um, so we trial our products and we put it on stability at um, a range of temperatures, five degrees, uh, room temperature, 30 degrees, 40 degrees and 50 degrees, um, and uh, for a period of time to make sure that the formulation holds together. And that ensures that if the product has to be transported within Australia or overseas, um, that we wouldn't expect the the product to fall apart um, if it's exposed to a high temperature. Um, so to formulate carefully, it takes a little over two years as a minimum um, to get products to market. That's that's really good to know. And speaking of stability. And look out for something exciting next February. I'm <laughs> excited. Tell me, um, speaking of stability and transportation, how long from when we buy product do you recommend for skincare, in particular active skincare? How long should we keep it before we consider throwing it out and starting again? So here's a trick. A quality skincare product will actually have an expiry date on it. Um, so look for an expiry date. Now, an expiry date should tell you that the product has been tested in stability trials to justify that expiry date. So you're looking at a better skincare product if it's got an expiry date. So the expiry date should tell you that the stability trial has been carried out and at that three-year time point or that five-year time point, the product is still, um, you know, nice to use, okay? So look for an expiry date on a skincare product. Probably once you've opened a skincare product and you've used the skincare product, you should really try to be using it up within six months and 12 months at the most, um, you know, because um, although um, products uh, are preserved so that um, they should stay bacteria-free uh, as you use them, the more time and the more times you dip into it and the more time there is, the more time that there is to get contaminated. So you know, probably after you open it, six to 12 months should probably be all that you keep it for. That's very good advice. And the last bit of advice, which I will ask you before um, we say goodbye, is if we were, um, you know, the next generation of Jane Oppenheim's or Estee Lauder's or Elizabeth Arden's or Helena Rubenstein's, what would you recommend for a young woman who's interested in the cosmetic industry how can she, um, what should she study? What what should she be doing to get her career started in this beautiful world? Look, I, I was always very grateful for the fact that I um, started in science. I had a good science basis. Um, I've been very happy with that. It's always given me a sense of uh, a foundation, a, a sense of solidity uh, in what I do. At the same time, I've always valued working closely uh, with our marketing colleagues um, and uh, with so many other people with diverse skills, you know, um, supply chain colleagues. I think that to, to be really successful um, as um, a company, you need a very broad range of skills. And so it's really a matter of um, following your interests and your dreams, but complementing what your skills are with the other skills to make a broad 
range of skills. You, you need to have good marketing material based on good science. You need to be able to get it to the customer. You need to understand the whole industry. So it doesn't matter where your interests lie. You can be part of a really important um, ecosystem um, of, of uh, you know, people that bring good products to the market. It was such a joy to speak to you. I really appreciate your time. Uh, and I want to thank you for being on Ageless by Rescue podcast, Dr. Jane Oppenheim from Elucent. Thank you very, very much for joining us today. And I, I feel infinitely better versed. No BS, just science, good science. Thank you so much, Baha. And thank you for doing the job that you're doing and bringing all this information uh, to so many people. I really appreciate that. In science, we trust, Dr. Oppenheim. In science, we yes. trust. Thank you so much. Yeah, Have a beautiful afternoon. Okay, thank you. Bye. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy, and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 